Hi guys, welcome back to Skincare Anarchy. I am so excited to be hosting our guest today. She's truly brilliant and she has worked with the best of the best um, in the industry. And I'm so excited that she decided to start her own line. Um, I'm a huge fan. I literally was telling her before the podcast started that I keep the products in my coat pocket at all times. Um, so without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to Hillary Clark, who is the founder of Beauty Hack. So welcome to the show, Hillary. I'm so honored to host you. Oh my goodness, Ekta, thank you. I am absolutely thrilled to be here today. Thank you so much for having me. I've listened to your podcast. Your knowledge and your passion is so impressive. What an honor to be in such esteemed company. I mean, you host the best in the business. I am just thrilled to be included. Oh my goodness. Thank you. You flatter me. I, I truly just, you know, it's, it's the passion of it, hosting people who have a vision and yours is just extraordinary. So before we dive into the products, I actually really want to learn about your, your journey, your background, your career. You've had such a, uh, a marvelous career, you know, working with the best of the best. And I, and I really want to learn all about that. So why don't you take us down memory lane, if that's okay. And, and tell us all about that, um, you know, the journey. Oh my goodness, I am delighted to do so. You know, looking back at my career, um, I am so fortunate to have had a very multifaceted career in beauty. And I have had so many pinch me moments. And I'm just so very grateful to all the industry experts and leaders that have been so generous with their time and their knowledge and have mentored me from the my very earliest days and still to this day I continue to learn from. So it's just it's such a blessing to be um, you know in a community where we do help and teach and grow together so much and continue to do so. And I continue to do that with new people that are just starting in the industry too. So it's my time to get to to pay it forward as well while I continue to learn. But I have to take you to where it all started. And it's so interesting that so many of us in beauty take it back to our grandmothers and our mothers and those early influences and our origin stories really start there. And uh, for myself, it's no different. I am a third generation beauty and fashion entrepreneur. My grandmother had um, some businesses of her own, but she was also the first female hosiery buyer and the only female on the board of directors for a department store in Northern California. So she just inspired me. I remember going into her closets and her handbags matched her, her handbags matched her shoes and her wallets and all her oodles of skincare. And she started becoming fascinated with skincare herself because my grandfather had problems with his skin and he had acne. So she set out to solve this issue. And um, my mother and my aunt have followed in the path of beauty and entrepreneurs. And to this day, my aunt for over 30 years has owned her own beauty boutique. And I followed suit. You know, I initially um, didn't know that I would go into beauty. Uh, I worked in beauty. It was natural for me to work in beauty while pursuing psychology and sociology, because I've always been so fascinated with the beauty's industry, with the beauty industry's impact on women and their lives. 
And in that process, I found that I was able to make more of a positive change working one-on-one with women in beauty. Um, You know, we can't change the fact that beauty plays such a key role in society. I mean, it goes back to looking to see if people have shiny hair and, you know, blemish-free skin just to preserve our health. Like you, you know, goes all the way to mating and how we procreate to, is someone safe for me to be in contact with? It's in, you know, it's built into our survival, but it's also, of course, evolved in so many different ways over time and, you know, through so many different cultures, but some of it can be, you know, so helpful and some of it can be daunting and some of it can be, you know, harmful to the female psyche and the male psyche, of course, as well. And everything as however one may define themselves. And um, it was really important to me. And I was so fascinated by sociology and the psychology of that, that I really wanted to dig in. But what I found working in the cosmetic stores and on the floor is that I was able to make more of a positive change working one-on-one with women in beauty. And I, with my boots on my ground, on the ground and my hands on their faces, it was kind of my sneaky way of immediately being able to make a woman feel better about the way that she looked while reinforcing her inner beauty, her drive, identifying how she wanted to show up to the world, show her the power that she could have there. And I found that I was able to do more good in that environment than in a clinical environment. So that's Mm -hmm. how it all started for me. I love that. And I love what you said. You know, you made such great points because, you know, I often have this conversation even with my colleagues, you know, in medicine. And it's really about, you know, we take an oath. It's like, you know, do no harm and all that stuff. Right. And it's like, it's about helping people. And I think that's what people miss much on the day-to-day is that they really don't understand that you can help people regardless of where you are in life like you just have to reach out and you have to find your niche and you have to just do it and I love what you said you know this is where you felt that you could help the most people and that's truly you know I I think that's absolutely visionary I mean you, you what better way to serve you know just everyday people then bring them things that they need things that make their lives easier make them feel better about themselves you know it's crazy because we just published a piece actually today one of my interns she was writing about body positivity and we were you know just discussing it while she was formulating it and I was like you know the problem with the body positivity movement these days is that we don't have enough women that are really speaking out about what it really means to be body positive and it's not just a self journey it's it's a journey of it takes a village you know, it takes a village. And um, I feel like, you know, by creating the products that you have and by creating things that are easy to use, easy to understand, it helps a lot because a lot of times when you have lines that are just so complicated, I'm sorry, but it leaves consumers feeling stupid. You know what I mean? When Oh, my goodness. And like, it, it, yeah. Yes, yes. It's so funny that you said it and that, that, you know, brings me to a point that we can circle back on in, in my whole journey and my path. But, you know, there are so many times where women have sat with me and, uh, you know, I, I had the great fortune to work as a beauty director with Nordstrom. And I, I'll back into that a little bit, but, um, you know, I found myself in a position as a personal shopper for beauty at Nordstrom. And then later I ended up opening my own by appointment atelier in San Francisco and women would bring me drawers full of their skincare and their color 
drawers, suitcases. I literally had one woman bring her child's red wagon and pull it up my ramp. And because I was working in a capacity where I was loyal to no one but the consumer and very well versed on each of the brands, I literally have had women come to me with suitcases. And I even had one woman come to my private atelier pulling her child's red wagon full of all of her skincare and color. And they sit down with me and say, help, help me figure out what is right for me, what's going to work for me. And especially when I sit down with women to do color and they sit down and say, they're so ashamed, some of them, or they're so intimidated sometimes, and they feel like they should know what to do. And I'm always reassuring them, this is not intuitive. This is not something that you should just know how to do. I mean, even breastfeeding is not intuitive for so many women. Why in the world should beauty be that way? So it's so important to me that people feel that they can trust the products that they're using and know how to use them. And I really wanted to create products that serve them well, that are efficacious, easy to use, and are going to help their skin from the inside out. But I guess I'm skipping ahead a little bit. I guess I should back up. Yeah. Yeah. Back up. Okay. So, so very early on, um, I started as a counter manager for Shiseido at Nordstrom. And the reason I take you there is because in that capacity, working for a beautiful heritage Japanese brand like Shiseido, I learned the importance of facial massage. I learned the importance of lymphatic drainage. I learned the importance of touching the skin, that the beauty for the skin is as important from the inside as the outside. And I was truly just absolutely lit on fire by what we could do for this skin. And I attended a seasonal trend training with a beauty director and she, her name is Christine Luciano, and she absolutely ignited my passion for education and opened my eyes to how I could fit into the world of artistry for work, for working the runway shows and photo shoots. And I'd grown up reading my mom's WWD. So I was like a little firecracker during this session. And, you know, lo and behold, I became shortly thereafter the youngest beauty editor in North, the beauty director, sorry, in Nordstrom history. And that was a role that educated and facilitated events for all of the cosmetic brands on the cosmetic floor. So of course, to be an educator, you have to be educated yourself. And that meant that I got to go to every single skincare class for every single brand. So I was educated by international and national trainers for Chanel, for Dior, for Clarence, for Shiseido, for MAC, for, you know, Stila, Janine LaBelle, this was the mid to late 90s. So we were just discovering, you know, that alpha hydroxys could change the skin. It was a pivotal moment for the indie color brand. So I was in the middle of everything in Northern California that actually then bridged over to New York. And I, I liken it sometimes to, you know, the music industry in the 60s. If you think of some of the greats from the 60s, they all knew each other, like Hendrix and, you know, oh. Hendrix and the Doors and all of those guys, they knew each other and they fostered um, a beautiful community that, they elevated and made each other great. And there was something about this melting pot in the mid, um, the mid and late 90s in Northern California and in New York City, 
where some of the greats that are still in our industry today, we're killing it in beauty and we have been for decades. So I was in a really special time in a really special place. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, so in, in, in that capacity, you know, the, you know, I was responsible for educating the entire cosmetics floor and was able to learn so much myself, but the artistry training was really intensive too. So I was exposed to top artists like Janine LaBelle from Stila, Trisha Sawyer, while working on photo shoots and behind the scenes for trend shows. We were media trained and I hosted events. I spoke with Evelyn Lauder, worked very closely with Kathy Fields and Katie Rodan of, um, at the time they were with Proactive, now it's Rodan and Fields. And they taught me so much about acne and the actual disease of acne. So it was, um, it was an incredibly enriching time for me. And I really, one of the things that I admired most about that program is that even though we were educators, they never wanted us to lose touch with our clients. So 20% of our time was spent clienteling and working with clients on the sales floor. And that was something that was just so enriching for me and to help a woman that was maybe intimidated to walk into a cosmetic department, maybe just wasn't getting results, was disappointed, or maybe even skeptical and mad because she'd spent a lot of money and time and things hadn't worked. Being able to help her be that resource has just really planted that flag as part of my mission. So when the beauty director program was eliminated because they made some internal changes, I had an idea and went to my store manager, Andrea Nakagagi. I am still grateful to her this day. And I said, you know, I have a book of business and I have a book of clients and we have a personal shopping department. Why don't we do an experiment? Put me up in the personal shoppers. Let me help women with beauty. I don't want to be paid on a commission structure pay me a little bit more. And if in three months, this is not as profitable as your smallest cosmetic, your, your smallest cosmetic brand or counter, then we can call it a failed experiment. Well, it was wildly successful. And um, again, just truly set my path as an advocate for women. And, you know, this was my first encounter with women just bringing, you know, buckets and buckets and oodles and oodles of skincare. And they were going through so many different things. If it was, you know, first child or the last child had left home, career change, marital change, some were, you know, some were undergoing chemotherapy. I mean, I was really, really intimately exposed to women and they were able to be very vulnerable to me. And it was such a gift. And that's something that I carry with me every single day and into every project and foray into each one of our formulas. I love that. I really love everything you said because it really is all about that interaction with women. It really is about that interaction and that collaborative environment, you know, and I love that you brought up the sixties as an example. I mean, I'm, I'm a huge classic rock fan, by the way. Okay. Oh, good. So I definitely understand that analogy and I, and I completely agree with you. You know, it's like, um, it's more of this feeling of, you know, when you really want to spread joy and you really want to spread love and just care into the world, you don't think about personal gains. You know what I mean? You think about, sure. No. Mm -mm. Yeah. 
your whole mindset changes and you start th- wondering like, you know, how can I be an asset rather than, you know, just the selfish person who just wants to make money. And, and, you know, going back to your, your experience with that lady who had the whole wagon full of products, you know, that's what that makes me think of is a bunch of brands that just want to make money off people and not really have right. something for them, you know? And it's like, that's that's called you know predatory behavior you know that it it certainly is absolutely and and you know and that's one of the reasons people often ask me they're like well hillary you know beauty hack you only have two products why have you only launched with two products and that's because i really want to service a woman and honor her skincare ritual and i didn't want to come out with you know your stereotypical line i thought what can i do that's going to make the most difference while honoring the fact that she has things in her vanity that she loves and she has things in her vanity that she wants to keep on using so how am i going to give her you know a highly enhanced efficacious product or two that no matter where she is in her skincare journey, she can pick these up, plug these in. We play well with the others. The ingredients work with other ingredients, but she is going to see a difference because I formulated these to serve and see a difference. And I formulated these with such great care. And we can go into that you know, a a little bit later as we talk about how I founded the brand, but I formulated this for every single one of my clients because I haven't formulated these as a brand owner or brand brand founder. I formulated this as the woman sitting across from another woman, helping her figure out how is she, what are her concerns? Is it dark spots? Is it puffiness? What goes on in her bathroom at seven o'clock in the morning and how can I make a difference there? So that's, that's really where beauty hack comes from with that intention. And it was really exciting because the next part of my career path took me down a journey where I was able to do that in a different way because I was recruited by Sephora.com before they launched. So if this was in 1999, and if you can remember, I mean, skincare online and beauty online was the wild west. And initially Sephora.com launched with the idea of being a replenishment resource. And I remember talking to the CEO at the time and saying, Jim, don't you want this to be discovery? Don't you want women who can't get to a Sephora or who can't, you know, get to even a department store or have, you know, limited access to drugstores, but it's at they aspire to have the things that they see in magazines, we can be a part of that discovery for them. And he looked at me and he kind of scratched his head and he said, well, you think about what that might look like. And once we launch, we'll see what happens. And I said, we need a beauty advisor area. We need women that have their hands out and open and they're ready to show women how to shop in the dark closet that is the internet right now. And he kind of patted me on the head and said, well, why don't you just give that some thought and we'll see what happens when we launch. And within hours of launching, we had over 3000 questions about how do I choose this and my foundation? What do I want this? And, and he looked at me and he said, Hillary, I think you're right. And I said, well, Jim, I've already pre-screened a whole team of beauty advisors. We can hire them tomorrow. And the beauty advisor, you know, 
area was born. And so I did that. And I also worked with Andrea Pomerantz-Lustig, who was a fantastic mentor to me. She's a huge beauty editor in New York. And at the time, Sephora.com had an actual online magazine. So I knew I wanted to be involved in education, but I also knew I wanted to be involved in that magazine. So I, um, had a trip to New York. I put together face charts. I looked at the most recent runway shows, put together face charts, which I still have to this day, presented her with my vision of how women could shop the runway online with Sephora. And she said, well, you can write and you can do makeup. I need a West Coast beauty editor. So before you knew it, not only was I interviewing experts like Dr. Paracone, Dr. Sobel, and so many of the different greats in beauty for the beauty advisors to educate our consumers, but I was also behind the scenes working with our brands as a member of their artistry team for Fashion Week. So I would be doing the makeup on the model, interviewing the designer, taking photos, having the model sign the release form, and at four o'clock in the morning, writing the story so it could be live the next day on Sephora.com. So it was so exciting. That's amazing. I absolutely love that. And I think that, you know, the, the interesting thing is that it's crazy how like your career has evolved, you know, in terms of like, you've gone from like, one realm of like helping people to like just expanding and then expanding further and then you know educating and I and I really love that because you know that to me is a sign of somebody who's really in it for the right reason honestly I feel oh, like thank you, know, you in medicine they teach us you know they say if you can't teach something or if you can't um, help someone navigate you know an area or a topic then you don't really know about it you know what I mean you don't really know interesting it. That's, and that's how I really view the whole world is that, you know, it's like, uh, you know, hear one, I don't know what the saying is, like hear one, uh, do one, teach one or something like that. But like, sure. that, yeah. And so, you know, when it comes to like the teaching aspect and even, you know, your editorial experience and how you've worked with, you know, just great, great, great names, you know, that really shows me that, you know, what you're doing on so many so many levels and that that's exactly like the essence of why I created skincare anarchy because I wanted to have you know amazing visionaries such as yourself on that could really show us why these products that you've created work you know what I mean these are tried and true not just in terms of formulation not just in terms of you know delivery but it's really about the experience of the founder and what they saw as a as a white space you know and as a need for consumers and I think you know for everyone listening I really hope you guys take that away you know especially from this podcast episode but in general because the idea is that you know you want to buy things from people who know what they're doing you know, you want to buy things from people who have been in the industry, who've seen it. Like Hillary's seen it. You know, she's seen it firsthand. She's seen how Sephora works. She's seen how people get confused and, you know, what what the solution-oriented approach is. And that's what I really hope that, you know, my listeners, they take away, you know, it, because at the end of the day, no one needs a wagon full of product. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, you're so kind and gracious. And, and I, and I, I'm just so grateful to you for doing this. And as I've looked through your extensive library and listened to so many of your ex, so many of the experts that you've had on, so many of them are my friends and my colleagues and so many of them, I think, oh my gosh, I want to meet that person. They're so inspiring. So you really are creating 
the culture and for people that are listening that might want to get into beauty and they don't really know how you are, you know, giving them an inside view and an inside track to see how they might do it. And I encourage people that are interested in beauty and they don't know how to get involved. They're more than welcome to reach out to me too. I mean, I had people that have mentored and been so gracious with me. It's absolutely the least that I can do. And it's so very important that, you know, that we do have that culture of kindness and sharing. And, you know, really every time I put something in a woman's hand, I do. I want to teach her how to use it. If it's a makeup lesson, I do one side of the face and then I hand her the product. And while I watch, I have her do the other side. So she leaves feeling empowered that I did this myself. Hillary showed me how I know how to use it. I know three different ways to use it. I have notes. I have a video. And if I have questions, I can call her rather than just sending it out, sending her out into the world to figure it out. It's so, so important. And that really took me all the way, you know, back to my next uh, adventure in beauty. And, you know, what a, one thing that a lot of people don't know is that when Sephora.com launched, Sephora and Sephora.com were actually separate business entities within LVMH. So of course, after a period of time, it made sense for them to merge. And what that meant was that my beauty advisors were, were absorbed into the customer service area and our beautiful, wonderful magazine became more of a catalog model. So it just became, you know, still wonderful. I love Sephora to this day, uh, but it just became a little less entrepreneurial and a little less fun. And my clients from my Nordstrom days that I was seeing were still clamoring to see me and I was still moonlighting, seeing people here and there as I could. So I took a leap of faith and I opened Blush Beauty Atelier in San Francisco on this quiet little street, Union Street, not Union Square downtown, but Union Street is this wonderful little boutique neighborhood nestled at the feet foot of Pacific Heights. And mm -hmm. I was off the street, um, down this little, so in fact, Union Street actually used to have grand mansions with horse-drawn carriages and carriage houses. You know, it's a very, it's an older city for, for the United States, not the oldest, but one of the oldest on the West Coast. And my atelier was nestled behind what used to be a grand mansion. So you would walk down this little garden pathway. There's a flower garden at the bottom. And I was in the second story of what used to be the carriage house. So when the electrician actually came in to put my lights in, he said, are you sure you want me to do this? Your hill, your walls are insulated with hay. Are you sure? But it was so quaint and so marvelous. And I was the first in the country to offer by appointment one-on-one -on -one lessons and to offer an edited assortment of beauty items. And what I mean by that is I called my brands that I knew and I loved and I said, hey, Dr. Paracon, I'd like to carry three things. And hi, you know, um, X, Y, and Z brand. I'd like to carry your this lip product and your that eye product. And, you know, initially they were like, wait, you need to have a tester unit, you need to buy, you know, the whole line, you need to have this, this is your, your MOQ. And I said, no, I'd love to present to you what I'm doing here. This is one-on-one -on -one with women. You make my favorite this, that's all I want, but it's going to be in the company of these other wonderful brands. It's an edited assortment and they bought into it. And it was such a wild success. I've been featured in Allure in their directory a number of times and in the New York times as a, de as a destination for beauty and 
all the while I was still traveling for the shows and doing shoots and I was on camera as a beauty expert for Cron Channel 4. But, you know, my real love and joy was the time that I sat with women on my couch with the candles burning, doing their charts, talking to them about what's happening in your life. What, what, what can I do? How can I help you feel a tiny little bit better, more confident, time saving? What, how can I service you and make this part of your life easier, more fruitful and more beneficial. And, um, it was just wildly rewarding. I carried into what I do with beauty hack. Now, every single one of my formulas is, is created with that in mind. I love that. I really love that. And, you know, I just want to add that, you know, I, I remember growing up in, you know, early 2000s, 90s, like I, I remember there were so many girls in my high school that would have products and they would never share what they were using. Wasn't that funny? Yeah. Oh my God, Hillary, it drove me crazy. And honestly, as a woman, it was already difficult enough for me to like, you know, um, find products. So when I would see like, oh, she's using this, let me try it. But then the person wouldn't like, you know, tell me I would get so frustrated, you know? So everything that you've said here about like, it's you know, so mean girl. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. You said it best. Yes. It's, it's so, so bad. And so I know. This idea of you saying, you know, you sat down with the women, you really walked them through it, that really touches my heart because I think I wish somebody would have done that for me, you know, when I was looking for the right products, when I was searching and always wanting to figure out what can I use, you know, what can my skin, uh, you know, really benefit from and what can I use even for makeup, you know, anything really. Of course, of course, of course. Of course. And that's, you know, all of the different, you know, education that I received from, and during this time I was working with dermatologists and cosmetic surgeons. They were inviting me into their offices. You know, I was, I am also an esthetician. So they were inviting me into their offices to work with women after laser. And back in these days, we were, they were doing CO2 laser. Like this was a serious laser. So I was working with so many people that were on camera and didn't want people to know, you know, cosmetic surgery, laser was all very, still very hush hush. So, you know, I'd be working with a newscaster that had to get back on air, but her skin was still falling off in my hands as if we were trying, you know, she'd just been cleared for makeup. So I was able to really learn about you know, the chemistry of the skin, how the skin works. Um, I'm forever grateful to Dr. Paracone for really teaching me some of the most valuable lessons about cellular health and the role of chronic inflammation and aging. And, um, you know, because I also am very grateful that I had so much experience with so many different skin tones because I went to an international boarding school located on the West Coast, which is so unusual. But from a very early age, my roommate was Japanese. We had people from what was then called Saudi Arabia. We had people from Egypt. We had people from all over um, the different Asian and Polynesian countries. You know, we had Switzerland, you know, people from France, people from Spain. So I was surrounded by international beauty products, but also so many different skin tones from a very early age. So everyone was always in my room. We replied, they would all bring their skincare and their makeup. So being able to really look at every skin tone and every skin type. And people will ask me often because I, because I'm 
you know, I'm not as melanin rich. And they'll look at me and be like, well, but can you deal with a deeply pigmented skin? Is beauty hack for deeply pigmented skin? And the answer is yes, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. And it shows because I've been using it. (laughs) Yes. I'm so thrilled to hear. What have you been noticing? I've loved the neck roller. I'm not even joking. My neck area as I'm, so I'm 35, you know, and I, um, have been noticing, you know, in my neck area, never before have I had this problem, but there is a little bit of sagging, you know, there's a little bit of aging occurring there. So what I've been sure. doing is using your roller and I'm not going to lie to you, you know, I don't use rollers other than yours, Hillary. I really don't. I don't use rolling devices. I don't believe in them, but what I do believe in is how you've created it because the thing is it's product being applied in a, in a systematic fashion and the right. roller helping it sink into your skin. And so what I've been doing is even when I'm sitting around, even at work, you know what I mean? When I'm just like chilling and I'll just use it on my neck and I've actually noticed like it's helping me firm up my neck skin, you know, skin around my neck. As many of you know, listening, you know, the skin on your neck is very, very delicate. You know, it's actually thinner than the skin on your face. And so, you you know, and so I've been using that. It's actually shown me real results. And I'm, a, you know, I, you know, this is what I'm going to be using from now on for my neck health. Because at the end of the day, this is, you know, it, here, it really goes back to the point of you need to have efficacious products, yes. you know, packaged in a system that works as well. You can't have a great product packaged in this terrible, you know, jar that you have to right clumpy and you have to carry it around nobody wants that nobody nobody wants that nobody wants that yes and again you know you know this was again kind of my sneaky way of giving women the opportunity to have a bit of a self-care moment every single day because you can't help but smile when you roll this on your skin because we spent we you know I was very inspired and thrilled when I saw gua sha and rollers coming back into the mainstream because of my early Shiseido days. And in my days, you know, backstage, you know, doing models that had been, you know, done four shows back to back, they hadn't slept in four days, you know, using, you know, massage and rollers to really help with decreasing puffiness, improving microcirculation, bringing their skin back to life so they could do another show. I've always relied on these things, but I thought, okay, if this is my shot to create the skincare of my dream, I know what I want to do with the ingredients, which we'll get into, but a roller is a great way to get a woman to have that self-care moment. It's going to improve microcirculation. It's going to improve lymphatic drainage, which is going to help her skin health in so many ways. And that's why we chose a flat steel roller. You know, jade rollers are great. Gua sha are great. But if you use them, how often do you pick them up? You don't make it part of your daily practice. And stimulating your lymphatic system is cumulative. It can become stagnant because we sit for so long. But if you roll every day, it stays open. It stays fluid. And domed rollers can pinch and close your lymphatic capillaries. Our flat steel rollers are open, help to keep them open. They sweep. They push the product in. They're cooling. And, um, you know, one of the things, the part of, Part of the pr- approach and why we're called Beauty Hack is Beauty Hack stands for holistic and clinical. And each and every one of our formulas, my you know my team jokes with me and they they say you know not only are you the founder but they call me the CIO, the chief in- ingredient curator because I am obsessed with ingredients and every every one of our formulas they're 
but every single ingredient that comprises our formulas are bioactive, bioavailable holistics that have clinical results partnered with proven cosmeceuticals at clinical levels. So what that means is rather than beating the skin into submission while creating a, a chronic pro-inflammatory state, which can compromise cellular function. And basically, I say it leads to inflammaging, which is inflammation-induced aging. My goal is to reduce inflammation, assist cellular function so that your skin can act younger, longer. And then when I put things like a vitamin C ester, a peptide, and other actives in the skin, you're going to have a better result because your skin is healthier to begin with. You know, I just want to actually add this piece because I think this is a very, very novel area in skin health. Um, and I really want to tell the listeners about this is that, you know, when we talk about skin, it's not just about your skin, you guys. It's about the fascia that lies underneath. And fascia, as all of us know, <laughs> I'm like the saran wrap that holds everything together in your body. You know, it's a layer yes. of you know, connective tissue that overlies all of our muscles, all of our organs. And what that does is it keeps things like elasticity and firmness in place. It keeps your whole symmetry in place. And so there are ways that you can nourish your fascia. And most of the time, this topic is uh, discussed when it comes to like athletes, for example, you know, a lot of times in like yoga practice or in exercise routines, people talk about this, but I really want to talk about in a skin health perspective, because this is very uh, much applicable to what you've created here, Hillary, because the thing is, there are some tricks that people use every, you know, for when it comes to physical therapy for, you know, improving your fascia, for nourishing your fascia. And one of those is you need to give it movement. You know, Hillary yes. talks about static drainage, right? That's a huge component. Another component is you need to be able to use something that's a rolling device to go up and down so that there is some sort of a mobility and some sort of a, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, motion going on. Yes. Stimulating that tissue. And so what you've created is beautiful because on not only does it, it deliver that, but the other component that I wanted to discuss is it needs to be something that's cold. Now, there's a lot of evidence and there's a lot of research out there that supports that, you know, um, cryotherapy or any kind of cold stimulation of the fascia is actually very beneficial. Now, by using steel as your roller, you're incorporating that on a very yes. you know delicate level, which is is needed for the skin, you know, and around our yep. neck face and steel actually allows for that coolness to be there when you're rolling. So you've really created something here, you know, Hillary, that oh, is thank you. very, very medically backed. You know, if you think I'm about I'm so thrilled. I'm so thrilled that you get it because there is, there's so much thought that went into this and even just in the design and the selection. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I mean, you're delivering ingredients that are good for, you know, skin health, you know, and people get so confused and it, it actually drives me nuts, you know, because they think, okay, well, if I put something topical on my skin, that's it, you know, that's the end of it. No, right. It's about delivering the ingredients into your skin and also helping nourish the layers underneath the epidermis. And it's so, so important. 
Right. So that's where I love, you know, Beauty Hack because the pro- you do have two products, but they're two phenomenal products. You know, even the eye cream, you know, when you look at the way the eye cream is formulated and not formulated, but the way it's designed, you know, the roller, it's beautiful because a lot of times, and this is for all the men, by the way, listening in, I want you guys to really invest in this product because here's the thing, men are more prone to crow- crow's feet than women at an earlier age. And this is a great way for you to use an eye product on the go without having to worry about it. If you're a business executive, put it in your drawer. You know what I mean? If you're an athlete, put it in your athletic bag. If you're anybody, it's so easy to carry around. But when you're doing this, even for like two minutes or one minute, you're helping that area around your eye to really kind of contour and become the smooth canvas and prevent those kind of, you know, uh, you know, pathologies such as, you know, crow's feet or wrinkling or whatever it is that we struggle with. So I really, really hope that, you know, there are some male listeners out there that want to jump on board with this because that's the biggest complaint I get, you know, in my emails right. from like, Hey, you know, after I struggle from crow's feet, any recommendations? Right. Well, here yeah, you go. Yeah. <laughs> Amen, Ekta. And that's just the roller. We haven't even talked about what's in it. And that's the thing that's so exciting too, is that it's going to the, if we're talking about the eye specifically right now, so the eye is actually going to protect, prevent, and correct in a number of different ways. And I'm a little bit of a lunatic when it comes to my formulas and when I formulate. So the lifestyle lifestyle of each of the beauty or the life cycle rather of each of the beauty hack formulas, they're like babies to me. And they're like my children. When I have the formula idea and the way that I approach each project, it starts with the way that I select the chemist. I kind of approach it like matchmaking and I date different chemists. I interview different chemists because it's really important. You know, sometimes brands, you know, just go to a chemist and they say, and I'm not discounting anyone here. My, my approach is just different. It's not for everyone. And I never diss anybody else's process. But for me, I start with the in consumer in mind. So I have an entire deck that I'll present to a chemist and say, this is what the end user experience is going to be like. This is what I want the sensorial experience to be like the benefits that I would like for he or she or they to appreciate and enjoy. And this is what I want it to do. Whereas some brands say we want a vitamin C serum and this is the retail price. Let's back into it. We don't start with a price in mind. We start with the end result in mind. And that's why we have stuck with a direct to consumer Um, philosophy rather than going retail as much as I love my retailers I'd rather put the money into my ingredients that would otherwise go into collaborating for shelf space and um, every single ingredient as I said is bioactive and bioavailable and my chemists think that you know initially some of them looked at me they said Uh, are you crazy? You know, a lot of people will start with like a private label base and they'll add one or two hero ingredients and call it a vitamin C peptide cream. But what you're doing here is you're starting from scratch with the basis and every single one of your ingredients is a specialty ingredient. And that's because we don't have any fillers. I don't want anything in here that doesn't need to be in here. And that's why you see our bases are Centella Exotica with aloe vera, with you know all of the different wonderful botanicals that we put in here. And then we bring in the wonderful 
uh, cosmeceuticals like the vitamin C ester. And of course, you know, vitamin C ester is both fat and water soluble, so it can penetrate the cell membrane. Um, the peptides that we use are in beautiful combination with each other. And then we support our vitamin C with Camu Camu, which is a cascading antioxidant that helps to protect, along with the ferulic acid, the stability of our vitamin C. So even for the eye area, you know, one of the things that people notice is they've said to me for both the eye and the neck face, they say to me, well, is it a vitamin C serum? Is it a peptide serum? Is it a humectant serum? Is it an antioxidant serum? Is it a brightening serum? Is it a prevention serum? I'm like, it's all three. It's all four. It's all five. It's up to six different things in one everything serum. It's all you need kind of thing. Like that's, that's how you should think of it. You know, you, you really should think of things on this, like, you know, scale of just, it should be multifactorial. We shouldn't need, yes. we should not, there's no need right. to have 15 serums in your routine. And I know right. I just love that, you know, multi- like, you know, multi-product kind of like that self-care aspect. Sure, that ritual can be really fun, and you know, fun. but that's you shouldn't have to rely on it to get yeah, results. Have that though, exactly. You don't have to have, you know, this this really really exuberant routine to have amazing. Right. You know, right. it's okay to say, you know what? I only use two products, and I'm very happy with that. That's yes, totally and awesome. and it's incredible, and that's what you see, and like, and that's part of the reason that we've made these products to be more universal. For example, the eye is made and designed to be used 360. We forget about our eyelids and every time that we blink, we're exposed to UV exposure every single time. So I put astaxanthin in the eye, mature astaxanthin in the eye. And what astaxanthin does, astaxanthin is what makes flamingos and salmon pink and it keeps them from getting a sunburn. Well, it, we still need to wear our SPF and it won't turn our skin pink, but on a cellular level, it protects us from DNA damage from UP, UV exposure. And if you look at our ingredient decks, we have spent, we have been very meticulous rather than, there are a lot of things in this formula, but they are exquisitely selected and blended according to being symbiotic in the way that they work together. So for example, people will say to me, Hillary, why does the, why does the neck face serum feel like it's hydrating me more than a heavy cream or even like my hyaluronic acid. And I'll say, well, we don't have a hyaluronic acid in, in our neck face because it didn't play well with the vitamin C ester or some of the peptides. And I didn't want to compromise either of those. So I went on a mission to find a better version. And we found Tremella fucaformis and prickly pear. Tremella fucaformis is a snow mushroom that is actually more effective than hyaluronic acid. It holds five times more water than hyaluronic acid. So it's five times more effective at water binding and as a humectant. Plus it creates a, um, they say technically they call it a film, which I don't love that description, but it creates a protective barrier on the skin to hold that in almost like an atmosphere. Plus it has vitamin D, they call it nature's band-aid. So we have that, we have sodium PCA, we have squalane. So we have really crafted meticulously and looked at the biochemistry between our individual products so that they complement each other. So you're really getting supercharged complementary ingredients. And I noticed that you mentioned that you use the neck face on your neck. And I don't know if you noticed that I created it to go 
on both your neck and your face. Yeah, yeah, I did. I definitely did. Yes. Oh, good, good. mention actually that when I use it on my neck I actually go like so you know you you start from like where your clavicles are right so yes. when you yeah I go all the way up and I go all the way up to my jawline and I even go like along my jawline with it and it Great. really works and I just I love it I absolutely love the product it's for me you know I'm all about like just ease of use and does yes. it work those yes. all for me have been checked off you know with these products because they're they work they're really easy to use they're really easy to incorporate into my routine and I am one of those consumers that's like you know I'm a skincare junkie I won't lie I mean obviously I have a podcast about sure skincare. sure yeah. but like I I'm also very very meticulous about making sure that throughout the day I'm applying sunscreen and throughout the day I'm doing oh, yes like you know misting my face or whatever so this goes oh very- yes very much in hand with the way I consume my products. And That's so great. I, I'm, I'm a huge fan, Hillary, honestly, this is, Thank a, it's a, you. and everyone Thank listen, you. I, I really urge you guys, I need you guys to go and check this out. Like, you know, you're going to see it and you're going to fall in love because just as soon as you go to the website, you know, it's beauty hack. The, the brand is called beauty hack and I want you to go check it out. I'm going to tag everything in the concept art for this episode, but I want you to check it out and just look at it. And you're going to immediately see what we've been talking about here, which is just, yeah. you know, as soon as you see the products, you're like, Oh, that makes sense. Oh that my gosh. Sense. Sense. Yes. <laughs> and it's beauty hack, beauty, H A C. Yeah. There's no K. So. Yes. No K. There's HAC. And um, I, like I said, I will tag everything in the art, but you know, Hillary, this has been such an honor. Thank you so much. Thank for- you. I am so touched by our conversation and I can't wait to keep in touch with you and your uh- listeners. Likewise, likewise. And everyone tuning in, make sure you reach out, leave us some comments, some feedback. If you have questions for Hillary and her oh, team. You. Leave them in the comment section um, and definitely we'll pass them along to her. Also, you can, you. Follow, you can follow Beauty Hack on Instagram as well. Um, I will be tagging them um, in the concept art, but definitely go check out the Instagram page, you know, and, and message the team on there. You know, just get in touch. is That's one of my biggest things is like, if you guys have questions, get in touch, you know, get in touch with the brands, get in touch with the founders, because these are the people that know best what they're talking about and what they're creating. And so I really hope you can take that away from my podcast. And, you know, I, it's, it's really been an honor, Hillary. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. We listen to everything that comes in. I read everything and every single one of the people that interact, if it's not me, it is an esthetician. So everyone on staff that interfaces with customers and clients is also an esthetician. So we've got all professionals here that are, you know, going to be answering your questions, which is exactly what we want. So awesome. Thank you, Ekta. Thank you so very much. Thank you so much, Hillary and everyone else listening. I will be back next time.